0: I remember a few years ago, I was reading this book, um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and the author Peter Scazzaro uh, writes this phrase that forever changed the way that I viewed my emotions. And he said when it comes to negative emotions, uh, most people decide what to do with their emotions before they even really know what it is. Uh, his point was most people make a decision to stuff or to suppress emotions before they even explore them. Um And this week has been the kind of week where uh, you just want to suppress and stuff and not deal and not explore because it's so hard. And doubt just comes from every angle. Um, And I honestly don't have words or answers. All I have is confidence that God's spoken on this stuff in the past. I'm reminded that I'm not the first person to go through this. And if you're doubting, you're not the first person to go through it either. So I just went back in the archives and uh, brought something that I hope will give a little bit of encouragement for you today as we're reminded of um, somebody that I think everybody else looked up to at the time, the Uh, John the Baptist And how he found himself uh, Doubting God As he experienced himself On the wrong side Of an unjust Justice system Um, Be encouraged by How our Lord and Savior Treats doubt For those of us that are in the most depressing Situations He's not one to cast this out He welcomes it I love you. Now, when John heard, hear this, in prison, what the Christ was doing, he sent a message through his disciples and asked them, are you the one to come or should we expect somebody else? John the Baptist, the man who Jesus looked and said, look, the scriptures prophesied that he would come to testify about me. Later on in this passage, Jesus is going to say, listen, there is no greater prophet than John. He looks and he says, uh, Jesus, I'm doubting that you are. Re- like, or are you really the one to come or should we be searching for somebody else? The very first thing that I want to say is this. Look, here's the thing about doubt. Doubt often finds us when we find ourselves in unexpected hard times. John prophesied that Jesus would come, that he would do what God had said that he would do. His prophecy was that the Messiah would come And what you see in Matthew 3, what he says is this world is set right. And you have to remember his prophecy is this. The axe is at the root. The Messiah is going to come. Vengeance and judgment. God's going to come down and he's going to get all the bad guys and set things right. And Jesus is right here. And then the very next scene, do you know what we find out? John is arrested and thrown in jail by the bad guys. And do you know what Jesus does when he finds out John is in jail, thrown there by the bad guys? He leaves the town that John is in so that he doesn't get thrown in the jail by the bad guys. And what Jesus does is he spends his time not bringing vengeance. He spends his time healing, eating dinner, Being the life of the party, there's no more wine. Christ came through. He turned all of this into wine. And what John's saying is, wait a minute, wait a minute. I expected something else of this God. And now I find myself here in this hard time. You understand this because, like, you've been there. You know what it's like to expect God to do something good, and it seems like he's doing good for everybody else. He's painting uh, his goodness on a canvas that's not yours. And what you start to find is this, look, doubt and depression kind of feel like this like middle school couple. Where you find one, the other one is sure to follow. Just there. It's hard to escape it. Hard hard times don't don't convince us that God is bad. What hard times do is they just make us curious about God's goodness. It just makes us wonder, did I really make the right decision in following? Think about it. Go back in your life and think about the times where your doubt of God was the greatest. And I think if we zoomed in on those times and kind of widened the scope of things and we looked at what was starting to go on in your life, I would guarantee it's probably at a time where your life was just in the pits. I think we spend a lot of time in the church talking about um, how people should make the right decisions. And we don't spend time and say how is important. Uh, but I think how is only one part of decision-making. When is a huge part of decision-making. When you are in despair, when you are in the midst of a depression, hear this, uh, That's a better time to have discussions than it is to make a decision. It's a better time not to decide what you're going to do with you because your vision, your judgment is cloudy. It's in these times that it's best to take your doubts directly to Christ and say, yo, are you really the one or should we be expecting somebody else? And what we find is that, yo, your doubt is not a dead end to faith everybody has doubts your doubt may be a detour but it's only so that your faith may be deepened and you can understand better look look at what takes place here in verse 4 verse 4 jesus replied to him look go and report to john what you hear and see am i the one the blind receive their sight the lame walk, those with left leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told good news. Here's what doubt and depression do. They make you and I focus in on our world and determine God's goodness by what goes on in our world. What Jesus says to him is, you've got to get your eyes up and not just look at your world. Look at the world and see what God is up to. what i love about this is after jesus says this look here in verse seven as these men were leaving jesus began to speak to the crowds about john and then what he does from verse seven to 15 is hear this he defends john jesus doesn't do what i would have done if i'm jesus and i'm out here working and somebody comes and says "Uh, are you the one I'd be like, am I the one? Peter, they said, am I the one? Peter, tell them what you see. No, no. Bartimaeus, tell them what you see. What did they used to call you? Blind Bartimaeus? What do they call you now? Bartimaeus, why? Because I gave you sight. I'd be sitting here, am I the one? And then as they left, I would have kept on. James, tell him what I did. <laughs> Am I the one? Yeah. Hear this. Listen to what Jesus does with his doubt. Yeah. Amen. Jesus graciously answers the question. And then from verse 7 to 15, what he's doing is he's reassuring them. No, no, hey. Listen, John did have doubt, but John is still who he claimed to be. His role as a prophet, his usefulness to God is still just as useful. And he does this, hear this. He speaks to the crowd about John, I think, to help them see that, you know, doubt doesn't make you any less useful. It's recorded here in the pages of scripture, I think, to help all of us see. Doubt doesn't make you any less useful. It's natural. It's to be expected. So it is no wonder. In the past seven years, you can go back to Trayvon Martin's murder in 2012. The election of Donald Trump in 2016. Philando Castile out in Sterling being murdered. And all these injustices starting to come to light. And for people who have been uh, affected by them to say, man, this is really hard for me. I am really doubting all these things that I know about God. God, are you really the one or should we be expecting somebody else? If that's you in here, look, what you don't need is condemnation. You need compassion. And and I think this is right here to let you know, hey, John found himself on the wrong side of a government that was aimed at unjustly persecuting people. And that was enough to cause him because of Jesus. Who baptized Jesus and saw a dove dove come down and heard God? Your doubt is not unwarranted. It's not unfounded. It is not to be condemned. True faith is not just about the absence of doubt. True faith has to do with uh, the actions of doubt. What does your doubt cause you to do? And in John, what we see is somebody who had doubts about Jesus, but it didn't harden into this distrust. He said, I doubt that God is who he claims to be. And do you know what he did? He went. He took his doubt to Jesus' front doorstep. And Jesus unlocked the door and said, come on. Your doubt is not a a dead end. You can't be scared to travel down those roads.